Hey there, diet writers, and welcome to the podcast. We love bringing you new content and episodes every week, but we realize that we are diving deep each week into different topics of intuitive eating, and we wanted to give you a place to go to learn about it as a whole. So we have a free intuitive eating mini course designed to help you. Yes, you right now. It's a quick overview of why diets don't work and how intuitive eating can fit into your life. We walk you through the 10 principles of intuitive eating and it's perfect for beginners or those who are struggling to tie it all together. Click the link in our show notes below to get this killer mini course delivered right to your inbox. Okay. Now back to the show. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to the Diet Riot podcast. I am Brooke Miller. I'm Alyssa Miller. We're both dietitians. Both moms. Both. I almost just said both dietitians again. Uh, Where's my iced coffee, please? Please, iced coffee. Thank you. Uh, We're both, I don't know, I forget, but we're both here with Brittany, and this is our first reoccurring guest. So if you guys haven't already listened to Brittany's episode from probably a year ago, honestly, go back and listen to that. I'll link it in the show notes for sure. But Brittany, welcome back. Our first double-time guest, whatever you call it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. I love your podcast. I'm so excited to be here. You guys are great. I'm also a dietitian and also a mom. And from the Midwest. And from the Midwest. Yes, I am. Our accents are getting real strong. Shut up. Did you you watch that Packer win today? My husband did. Yes, I watched half of it. (laughs) <laughs> and then I stole her away for recording. And then um, we recorded, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Brittany, okay, so I know that most of our listeners, I'm sure, are good listeners and have already listened to your first episode. But if not, go ahead and introduce yourself again. Let us know who you are, what you do, and how you got to be doing what you're doing now. Yeah, sure. So my name is Brittany Woodard. I'm a dietitian, and I... Um, mostly right now in my career, I work with moms who are looking to get better body image and work on body image after having a baby because that time of life is really difficult. And so Mm -hmm. after I had my first two kids, I, uh, noticed that was a very difficult time in my life too. Um, Mm -hmm. and so I think just as women, almost all of us just struggle with body image in general, but there is something to say about right after you have a baby and all of the pressures and, and everyone who's trying to sell you something at that time to get your body back or, uh, you know, better after (laughs) all the, the, the dumb things that these marketers come up with. But mm-hmm. yeah, so right now I do that. I help moms, uh, you know, stop dieting, stop chronically dieting and all these different um, other messages uh, about how you can get that body back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm a very anti-diet dietitian. Um, I love that. Very anti-diet. <laughs> very. very. I love it. Not just regular. Very. Yes. <laughs> so that's pretty much what I do now. Um, I do have an online course uh, that I uh, mostly am doing. I had been doing one-on-one. Yeah, but otherwise I do have a course um, that you can find on Instagram if you follow me at body positive underscore mom. Yeah, we love your handle so much. Body positive mom, y'all. I mean, that is truly what is needed in this world. And I loved what you touched on there about like the get your body back. Like you listeners can't see, but she's like doing hard quotes on that because it's such like a predatory way to say it. Like it's so attacking. It's, it's acting like you lost your body, which what the 
actual F. You did not lose your body. I know I mark this podcast explicit, but I still stutter when I'm about to swear. Yeah, well, (laughs) I'm not supposed to. I'm a good Midwestern girl. It's so hard for me. It's so funny when I'm like editing, I listen back and I'm like, man, I just can't come out and swear. Brooke has no problem. She doesn't stutter. But anyways, (laughs) um, no, it's so important because truly those messages are so I don't know, like predatory is the best word I can come up with. They're they're preying on the fact that you feel down about yourself. You feel insecure. You just had a baby. Mm-hmm. You most likely and should have gained weight during pregnancy. And that doesn't just fall off the moment you push a baby out your vagina. Like you like, yeah. it's still there, you guys. You still have the extra blood. You still have all the things. Okay, I'm not going to get too graphic here. But that mm-hmm. is 100% normal. And it's so sad that it's been like normalized in our culture more so of like, get your body back, lose that body weight immediately. The doctors even say you're not supposed to like work out and try to lose weight for the first six weeks. Like calm down, everybody. Right. And it just makes you feel so shitty. So I appreciate you doing that work out there. <laughs> I know. Yes. Yes. I mean, again, I felt horrible both times after I had my babies and the definitely felt that pressure that I needed to get my body back. Yeah. Like you yeah. lost it. Like and just, you know, and I just think our culture is it very much normalizes that idea that you mm-hmm. need to get your body back. I think some of like the worst stuff that I especially saw like after I had my kids was like Kardashian because they were all Mm. having kids around that same time that I was having kids. Mm -hmm. And so it was, it was the titles were always better after baby. (laughs) That's the worst. (laughs) Although I will say, I do think I'm a better person after baby. So I will take that. Better person (laughs) after baby. You might have something there. Yeah, that's right. Better person after baby. Um, If only it was a B, whatever. Um, yeah, I just love the work that you do. And today's episode, we wanted to focus a little bit and talk to Brittany about how important it can be to actually work on your relationship with food before you have kids. So I think our listeners are kind of split, like, and it's all important, of course, working on a relationship with food and body, you're never too late. It's all good, important work. But we do want to stress if you're someone out there listening who has not had children yet and plans to, or you're not sure if you're going to, I think, uh, Brittany, if you can speak to a little bit about why that might be an excellent time to kind of work on that part of your life um, and how they can get started with that. Yeah. I mean, I think the really simple answer is that your child is going to pick up on your relationship with food and your body, whether you want them to or not, whether you are explicit or not, Mm-hmm. they will pick up on it. I promise yes. you. <laughs> totally. They'll pick up on it. They will mirror it. They mm-hmm. will reflect things to you that you didn't even know about yourself. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Yes. And so I think if there is a way to kind of examine your relationship with food and with your body right now before you have kids, um, and obviously it doesn't have to be before. It can be anytime. Right. But, and, and say – how would I feel if my kid knew what I thought about food in my body? Would I be okay with them thinking the same things about their body and about food? And if the answer is no, then you got some work to do. Then you have some yeah. mindset work to do. That would be that. very beneficial for you and for your kids. Mm-hmm. What an excellent question for all people to ask. Like, would I yeah. be okay if I heard that come out of my kid's mouth? 
Right. Like if they just said what I just said in my head out loud, would I be okay? Because listen, here's the thing we're going to tell you as moms over here on the other end of the microphone. They, I don't know if they can hear my thoughts, but they sure as hell repeat them back to me. Like, wait, how did, what did, how, I didn't even say that out loud, right? And they like pick up on it. They can smell it. They can feel it. They do. And like, no matter what you do, like you said, no matter if you try to keep your words, you know, to yourself, you're not talking directly to them. Maybe you're talking on the phone. Maybe you're texting. They pick up on it somehow. I don't know how these kids are so good at it, but they really do. And they notice if you're skipping a meal or you're eating a salad when everyone else is eating spaghetti, they see that. They may not say anything about it right then and there, but they see it. And eventually they will put two and two together and you can do all the quote unquote right things for your kid. And I talk about this all the time on mom and me RD. It's like, you can try to avoid picky eating and you can give them exposures and you can do X, Y, and Z. But if your kid doesn't see you exemplifying it, they're going to follow suit of what you do, not what you say, Mm -hmm. which is the most unfortunate thing about motherhood ever. (laughs) Right. Well, it's, yeah, it's just, and it makes your pregnancy and postpartum journey so much easier. If you work on this stuff, beforehand. So if you, you know, if you are having a really negative relationship with food in your body and then you get pregnant and your body stretches and grows and you gain weight and then postpartum, you have the stretch marks and cellulite and all of these things that maybe you didn't have initially, it's hard. And so it is, that's why we encourage it so much is get the help before you get pregnant and have kids, if possible, you may be listening to this with one or two kids already. And that's fine too. It's never too late, but it just, it will make your pregnant. It will make that aspect of your pregnancy and postpartum journey easier. Now, postpartum and pregnancy is not easy. (laughs) I don't think it will ever be easy, but if you can at least take some of that stress and pressure off, it will make that aspect easier. And so do you have any, um, specific tips on like one or two things that we should be asking ourselves. So I love that first question that you said. Um, Is there any other things we should be asking ourselves or kind of paying attention to before we decide to have kids um, on like, okay, these are red flags that I need to evaluate, reevaluate my relationship with food and body? Yeah. I mean, what's coming to my mind right away is that if you have expectations for what is allowed to happen to your body and what's not allowed to happen to your body, you're kind of setting yourself up for failure there because we don't, you don't necessarily know every pregnancy is so different. I mean, at my first one to my second one, everything was different. My body was different both times after too. Breastfeeding was different with both of them. So I think if you're setting your, if you're pregnant and you're like, all right, I'm only allowed to gain X amount of pounds. Um, If I get this many stretch marks, that's a no. Like those are the kinds of things where you have to just be like, you know what, whatever happens, happens. I'm going to gain the weight. If that happens, fine. You know, just, I think just going with the flow, mm-hmm. even though that's really hard sometimes, yes. mm-hmm. I think is a better way to go about it in the long run. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Absolutely. And I, yeah. I want to encourage you, something you said stuck out to me of um, the doctor. A, a lot of our doctors will say things like that, like, okay, because you're this BMI or you're this weight, yeah. here's how much weight you can yeah. gain in pregnancy. Like, hey, move over, doctor. Watch this. This is what I'm going to do. Like, yeah. you try. It's so funny. It's like It's like a birth plan, too, right? Like, you can plan it. But your body's going to do what it's going to do. Like you really, truly need. And this can actually be a beautiful exercise in food freedom and in freedom in general in life is like 
really embracing the changes and having a mentality of my body was built for this. My body is uh, meant for this and I'm going to let my body do the work it needs to do to have a healthy and full pregnancy and birth and XYZ and continued on. Because I think a lot of times we, we try to control our bodies in a way that's like, Mm-hmm. it's not going to be successful and it's actually going to bum you out way more than yeah. it's going to help you versus just kind of like you said, go with the flow, ride the wave, like mm-hmm. lean into the changes. And um, I actually found intuitive eating significantly easier and um, I don't know, more like fulfilling when I was pregnant. And that's actually where my food freedom journey expanded. And it opened my eyes because I was able to give myself that unconditional permission to eat food, to gain weight, to not look at the scale, to understand that my body was in a moment of change. And instead of applying that to everyday life, I reserved those thoughts and feelings for pregnancy when actually it should be all the time, whether you're pregnant or not, your body's allowed to change whether you're pregnant or not, you know? And I think, um, that can be really powerful too. So, okay. So I know you focus a lot of your, the moms you work with, are those like immediately postpartum, like new moms or all moms do you work with? Yeah. So I was just saying, I work with moms that like, I I primarily focus on moms who have younger kids, but I work with moms who have kids of all ages. And I even work with women who don't have any kids yet. So Right. Yeah. And it's also important. And this is the thing. It's like, it's never too late. It's always important for you to work at work on your relationship with food and your body for yourself. And I say this a lot and Brooke and I have exclusively covered this on the podcast, but it is important to work on it. Yes. For other people in your life that you might trickle it down to like your kids, but first and foremost, it's about you and your relationship with your body. You need to find a why for you and you alone. And yes, it will affect your kids and your husband or partner or whoever in your life, but you, you should be doing it for you. And trust me, you absolutely will not regret it. Yeah. I think, I mean, like, I think so many people feel like, yeah, but I will regret it if I gain weight. And it's like, no, that freedom piece is so much better than Mm -hmm. the feeling like you have to control every single entire thing, every stretch mark, every pound, every wrinkle like Mm -hmm. that is that life is exhausting. And so if you can cut through that part of it, then that you're exactly what you're talking about. Like it's totally worth living like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I convince people of that. <laughs> I know it's, well, it's so hard to believe, like until we're on the other side of it and like, we've all gone through this journey and it's taken mm-hmm. us all so much time to get there. I mean, time and education and like trials and errors. I mean, we've, we've definitely been through, through the thick of it, but it's like, people really don't believe it when you're like, listen, you can be happy at any size. You can actually be healthy at any size. You can find confidence in your mom bod and people just, especially before they have kids, they're like, there's no way, there's no way I could look like you and be confident. And it's just, it's crazy that so much of our body confidence comes from mindset. Can you talk a little bit about mindset? And like, I love, you do a lot of affirmations on your page and I love those. If you want to maybe talk a little bit about how, how mindset plays into it, not necessarily our body size, not necessarily losing that baby weight or losing um, all of the weight in, in an, a specific amount of time. Can you just touch on how our mindset is so powerful when it comes to our mom bod and postpartum body? And I, the reason why I think that mindset is so important is because of diet culture, because mm-hmm. 
we are constantly inundated with the messages that like somehow our life would be better if we were skinnier and like we need to be skinnier in order to be valuable people. And somehow we're even like more morally ethical if we are skinnier. Um, and the reason I think mindset is so important is because that's what helps you cut through all that bullshit of diet culture. So yeah. just being really aware of when you're hearing that message and when you're seeing images that are making you feel like crap, then you have like the skills to say, okay, actually that image isn't real. That person is airbrushed. That person has gone through a million filters. That person doesn't even look like a real person. So why am I comparing myself to that person? Mm -hmm. um, I just like to give people those tools to be able to, like I said, just cut through the bullshit of like the fake internet world, <laughs> you know? Totally. Mm -hmm. And I, I love what you said. It's like, it's so true because we can't control what happens around us or even to us sometimes, but we can control our mindset. We can control our thoughts and how we respond to certain things. And I will tell you, and I think all of us on this call will tell you that this takes practice to get really good at catching our thoughts early and flipping them in a way that's powerful and um, empowering to us and learning how you respond to. Like I did birth affirmations for my um, my VBAC. And some affirmations I was looking up on the internet didn't resonate with me. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's cool for you. But I needed this affirmation. And this one was like what got me through the transition, like the hardest parts of birth. And that's true with our, our uh, mindset as well in protecting ourselves. We all resonate with different messages. And we all need to find ways to capture the thoughts that come into our head that aren't true and that are rooted in diet culture, capture them, trap them there and flip them into something positive and empowering and that will move us forward, not keep us stuck, right? So I I agree with Brooke. I love your page Body Positive Mom on Instagram because there are some really powerful affirmations and and you do a lot with the um and correct me if I get this wrong, cognitive behavioral therapy, is yeah. that right? Yeah. Yep. Nailed it. I'm basically yeah. a Mouthful. therapist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and so maybe can you talk a little bit about that process and how you use that in your practice and in your course? Yeah. I mean, so what cognitive behavioral therapy is, is it looks at like your, your thoughts and your behaviors. So if your thoughts and your feelings create your behavior. So if you have a thought, I need to be skinnier in order to be worthy, which is one of the main diet culture messages out there that constantly tells us we need to be skinnier to be worthy. Mm -hmm. So you have that thought. And then let's say that you don't fit this fake, unrealistic beauty standard and you feel like crap, right? So you have a thought <laughs> because yeah, nobody fits that. Right. I mean, not even, not even models fit that, exactly. but again, it's still out there. We're still supposed yep. to compare ourselves to it. So you have the thought or you have the thought or belief that I need to be that way then you're not that way. So you feel like crap. So that thought plus that belief that usually creates the action of I need to diet in order to get that way. Or you could just get really depressed because you had dieted and you had failed dieting many times over and over again. So that like led you into some sort of depression. So if you can start to change the thoughts and beliefs you got a better thing going. So if you, so I just like to empower moms and women to say, actually, I don't need to look that way. That person doesn't even look that way. This idea that a blonde, white, tan, 20 year old with abs or whatever it is, like that is such an unrealistic, just BS message. Mm -hmm. And 
once you once you really start to believe that, man, that empowerment takes you to a level where you 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 can change the way that that chain has been going for you. Mm-hmm. I yeah. love that. Love Challenging it. those beliefs is so important. So mm-hmm. important, and we like we don't we don't talk about that enough. I don't think. Um, but I love that. That was such a good example. Yeah. You do such a good job of drilling it down really heavily on that like initial thought, because I think a lot of times Brooke and I, and, and we're big believers in mantras. We talk about it inside our membership. We talk about it on the podcast and how important that is to have like, like flipping the thought in into the positive. But I love how you drill down and you did this on our last episode too. And it was really powerful of like, okay, but why do you think that? Okay, but why? Mm-hmm. Okay, but where does that come from? No, no, no. Right. Keep going. Like when your client or even us, like when we want to move past the why, you're like, no, 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 no. We're not done. Keep right. going. Like drill down further and get to it. And this is something we see a lot with like weight, right? Like, okay, mm-hmm. why? Why do you want to lose weight? Well, mm-hmm. I want to lose weight because I want to be healthy. No, 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 no. Why do you want to lose weight? Like keep going because it's rooted in diet culture. And so, yes. and it's rooted in false information and, and incorrect facts. And so really when we get down to it, you're like, okay, so what you're saying is it's not the weight. It's that you want to keep up with your kids or you're scared. You know, you're scared because diet culture has taught you to be scared of what your BMI is and you're going to die tomorrow or whatever the fear mongering that they try to use to get you to manipulate yourself into a diet. And I, I just think that can be so powerful for people to understand and take ownership of like, hey, I'm in control of my thoughts. Like you don't control me anymore, diet culture or ads or whatever you see in the world. I can control how I respond to what's happening around me and make those decisions out of love and empathy for myself. And Mm -hmm. I just love the empowerment that you have in there. And I'm sure your course like goes totally into that because you're so freaking good at it. Um, And so I guess... I guess what I wanted to ask you out of all that, because I'm just sitting here in awe of your ability to do that. Um, I guess my question for you is really when you are working with moms, what kind of um, what are kind of the first steps that you see moms are able to take a hold of and say, or even before you're a mom, you know, any woman that you work with, what, what's kind of the first steps that you typically walk them through to kind of earlier you said convince them um, yeah. of working with you or, or getting help in this area? I try really, really hard not to give them all the information at once because I think it's totally overwhelming because they usually they haven't heard, especially like a dietitian or any health professional talk the way that I talk. So I just start them off kind of like slowly and kind of like getting feedback from them. So when I say, you know, it's okay to eat those cookies, it's okay that you have sugar that many times a day, it's okay that you don't work out every day. And then they're like, Wh-? I usually I get yeah. like, uh, hmm. uh-huh. and so then I back off a little bit. Uh, but yeah. I just, I just like to, to ease them into this world. Mm-hmm. Um, but usually my first session, I always just talk about diet culture, what diet culture is, how it manipulates us and how it is everywhere. And it is, it is meant to manipulate us. Yep. I think that Facebook, <laughs> I hate I, <laughs> I hate Facebook. I I truly, I got off of it. I don't like it at all. I think that the Uh Facebook algorithm is set up in a way that manipulates people. You click on one diet ad on there and you are going to see diet ads forever until you get to, until like it, it gets you to a really weak spot and then you buy it. And like Facebook makes money off of 
you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They don't make money. It's a free platform, mm-hmm. but like those kinds of things are so dangerous. And the manipulation yes. that diet culture images and messages all around us all the time. So really I just like that's where I start with people is just being like, there's this thing. Yeah. <laughs> and you have to be really careful. A lot. Yeah. It it will use you. It will definitely push you into like looking into every flaw that you have or feel you have. It'll convince you you have flaws you didn't even know you had. Totally. I mean, seriously, I've watched commercials before like about wrinkles or cellulite and I'm like, oh my God, do I have wrinkles? I didn't even yeah. know I have a wrinkle. And then you like start looking in the mirror and like feeling like it's this huge thing. Um, but it's like most of us have cellulite and um, it's uh, yeah. genetic oh, yeah. and we lose weight and we're not necessarily going to lose the cellulite, but right. they'll convince you to buy this cream and supplement and that you need all of these things and it's going to magically fix it forever. And it's like, oh, right. did you, did you see that insane ad of that? Like, I think it's a ball or something that you chew to build up your jaw muscle. Oh no. my oh, yeah. gosh. I thought oh, yeah. it was a fucking joke when I watched I it. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> oh my God, bro. I know exactly what you're talking yes. about. I want to it. I have I to show TikTok. it to you. Yes. Not yes. on TikTok. Not <laughs> on TikTok. Yes. I, it was actually not even like an advertisement. It was like a woman who was like, I'm going to do this and see if my jawline and like oh, my under chin fat goes yes. away. And I was like, wait, is this what? a joke? She's kidding. And That's then I'm exactly like, oh. right. No, it she's not like a joke. Oh, they're not. Oh, oh, this is for real. It's insane, Brooke. I can't wait to show it to yeah. you. It, it looks like a joke, but that's exactly what you just said. It's like, um, it it makes us feel like there's flaws that come out of nowhere. It's like, yeah, that's not a. That's your freaking face, <laughs> yeah. and it's and like, it, oh, now you can fix it. No, you can't. Yeah, fix it. Gosh, exactly. Back off. It, yeah, it tells you that there's this easy fix. Just buy my forty dollar yes rubber chew thing. Yeah, rubber chew. We're not dogs. We're not a dog. <laughs> Yeah, it's like a chew toy. Yeah, but it hey, really if you want your jawline to be, to be as crisp as mine, what? Oh, that's what contouring. That, that's why people did contouring now. Yes. Oh <laughs> my gosh. Oh my gosh. It's so true. It's so accurate. It's so sad to watch, but like, like we're laughing about it, but it's really not. It's like it's, it's actually extremely sad. It, but if we were able to like fully feel the feelings of how sad diet culture is, we would be depressed all the time because it's so yes. emotionally like yes. it's so emotionally depressing. And I, I loved yeah. what you touched on there of like the algorithm, because we talk about this where it's like, hey, you click on one ad. Instagram wants you to stay on the platform. They want you to buy yeah. things. They want you to spend money there. They want you to whatever. They're going to keep showing you things that you follow. So if you follow a ton of like influencer thin fitness models, they're going to continue to show you those people until you think those are the only people that exist in the world. And it's like, you then start to get encircled, especially during a freaking pandemic where the only access to the outside world we have is social media. You're going to start to think that everyone is that thin and everyone is that blonde and everyone has white teeth when half the, not even half the time, 90% of the time it's a filter. But then also Mm Instagram is going to keep showing you more people that look like that, that act like that, that talk like that, that sell that thing. And then you're going to be even more surrounded and feel like you're drowning in a sea of women who don't look like you. Now, when you take control of your algorithm and you unfollow and you mute and you follow people intentionally who make you feel good and powerful and who have bodies like yours and have confidence and aren't selling crap, 
Instagram will show you more of that. It's a beautiful mm-hmm. thing. The algorithm can work for you or against you. You just have to be able to be objective enough to know how to control it rather than it controlling you, right? Yeah, I have a whole section in my course on that exact thing. And I give a list of people and I have both of you in it. Good people to follow. And if you see something that makes you feel like crap on any social media platform, mm-hmm. Pinterest and all their ab show like yep. ridiculous images. <laughs> Block that, mute that, delete that because it's really harmful. Yes. And honestly, it's like, okay, I I think this can put fear into people sometimes. But listen, that account's not going away. If you ever are in a point in your life where like, I'm really missing that account that they talked about X, Y, and Z, you can always go back and find it. Okay. We're not Mm -hmm. saying forever. And we actually, we talked about this in our episode with Delina from your Latina nutritionist, where it's like, hey, um, the diets will always be there. So what do you have to lose? Like try intuitive eating, try food freedom, give it a good shot, put dieting and weight loss on on the back burner. Guess what? Diets aren't going away. As much as we would love for them to go away. They're not going anywhere. Whole30 will be there for you. But listen, it's not going to give you the results that you want. It's not going to make you feel good and empowered. And I think the people who truly give food freedom and intuitive eating a chance will know that and will see that and will never go back to dieting. But I think people feel so afraid of like kind of like holding on to two ropes, right? Like you've got dieting in this hand and you've got intuitive eating in this hand and it feels scary to let go of dieting and that comfort that diet culture has taught you that you need for some reason, which you don't, but it's so scary to let go. But once you let go, it feels incredible. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, like one of the main things that I do in my course and when I take on like one-on-one coaching is I ask, well, a lot of those why questions, right? Like I, Mm -hmm. like beating a dead horse almost like kind of talk, like why is it scary to have more carbs. Then I like try to have people like finish the sentence. If I have more carbs, blank will happen to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, for most people, the answer is like, I'll become unhealthy or I'll gain weight. Gain weight. Mm-hmm. But it, then it's like, well, how do you know that for sure? Right. Like is following all of these rules and just making yourself crazy and making your family different foods that have carbs in them than you without... Like, is that all worth it for something that you don't even know for sure? That's so true. Right. Yes. Challenging those thoughts. But then even flipping it even further, like, okay, if you do gain two pounds from adding in that bread that you enjoy every single day, A, is anybody going to notice that you gain two pounds? Are you going to notice? And like, is that two pounds worth your happiness? You know, because it's true. Like you could gain a pound or two and like, but feel so free. And just even like I had a client last week say like, just ditching the scale. I felt like this, I felt this freedom that I never thought I would have. And it feels weird to give myself permission to eat carbs because, you know, I've been so scared to and like told Mm -hmm. that they're unhealthy for so long, but just like giving yourself that permission and that freeing feeling like until you have that it's just, it's so incredible. It's worth it. But yeah, I yeah. love that, that question of like, what's going to happen. And if it does, then what, like, mm-hmm. does that change your happiness? Because gaining a few pounds may or may not change. Like it, we just, we have this expectation that gaining weight automatically leads to unhappiness and yeah. losing weight automatically leads to long lasting happiness. And it's like, neither are true. Because you can gain weight and still be happy or happier and you can lose weight and be so fucking miserable that you hate life 
you're moody, you're hungry. Yes. Um, I saw this post from Feel Good Dietitian. Love her. But she did yeah, a post. She's like, I didn't realize, like, I, I got to find it. But talking about, um, I didn't realize, like, how moody I was, you know? I was just hungry. Like, essentially, mm-hmm. like, I'm so sorry. I was moody and, and all of these I thought things. that's who I was. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that's who I was. She's hungry. I, I was just hungry. Like, and it's such, it's so powerful. I feel like that message resonates with so many people because it's like, I mean, I know people who've done like the bodybuilding competitions and being on that strict of a diet, they're like, I was miserable. Like, sure. I had yeah. a six pack. I hated life. Like yeah. I was in such a deep depression. And then we have to look at that. Like, is our mental health worth worth that because our mental health is just as important if not more important than our physical health oh and God, yeah. yeah yeah so I just I love that that's what your focus is because it's yeah it's so important <laughs> well I think like we've learned that just throughout our lives like we see that all the time especially with like celebrities I saw this I don't even know where I saw this but it was the quote was when a celebrity starts to lose weight that's the first sign that they're getting their shit together <laughs> <laughs> Like, look at Adele right now. Like, you and I, we know. Yep, we know what's going into that. But from the outside, people are like, yeah, she's finally getting it together here. Rebel Wilson just went through the same thing too right now. It's like, oh, yeah. And she's like, oh, my health journey for the last year. And listen, listen. I don't know her inside life right. and her inside workings. Of course, we don't right. know. And we're no, we are absolutely not going to shame anyone for anything because I, it just makes me feel bad. It mm-hmm. makes me feel bad for them yep. because I cannot imagine the pressure they are under to have the body, to do the mm-hmm. things, to look a certain way. I cannot imagine with that many millions no. of eyes and people. I mean, what we have a few thousand followers on Instagram and we're all like, ah, oh, shit, here's another jackass coming on telling me I'm too big to be a dietitian. I, I, I know. And it, I know. And it's like, could you imagine being Adele? Like she must have so many comments and it's, and it's really sad because that pressure can lead to making actually very unhealthy choices. I don't know that's what she's doing, but I can imagine. And from what we've experienced with our clients and what we've experienced in our own life, um, having your life revolve around the number on a scale or what foods you are not eating or tracking or being accountable to someone that you pay money to prepare all your foods and control your intake is not a healthy environment for long term. And Brooke, you're exactly right. At what point, at what point is you saying my body is worth it, but my mental health is suffering? Like at what mm-hmm. point is it really worth the last five pounds that you need to lose, but you can't hang out with friends? You can't go out for date night you can't go for happy hour you can't go to the beach you can't go do anything on with an unknown about food like live your life live your life like start living your life now you don't need permission you don't need to look a certain way who cares you know and I know that I say that easily it's come with a lot of years of self-work okay but it does sometimes it can just get infuriating to to watch celebrities act like it's like they're not paying hundreds of thousands of dollars for someone to literally control what they're eating every, and how much they're working out. Every day, yeah. And like, yeah, I mean, it's like the, the idea that somehow success is related to weight loss and your body uh-huh. size and that message that we hear over and over again. And it's, it, yeah, it's super, super harmful. Yeah. Yeah. And they're influencing so many people. You know, there's right. a lot of people that haven't heard our message, but here's, you know, yep. 
Adele's or whoever, you know, loud and clear. They're like, because they're following millions and millions of people are following their journey and, and paying attention and being like, oh, that's what I need to do to get successful or be healthy or be loved or be, you know, um, treated like this darling, you know? <laughs> so, mm-hmm. oi. Okay. So, Brittany, I love all the tips that you're giving. I would love for you to dive into maybe what's one or two things that our listeners can take away today. If they're just starting intuitive eating, they're not sure where to start, what would you give them to work on right now? Yeah. I mean, I think it would be just look at what foods you are making off limits and slowly allow yourself to have those again. So if you're really, really worried about sugary type foods, make mental note of that, have awareness to that. And because you want to be able to start normally eating again, start allowing yourself to have those again in a manageable way. So I'm not saying like, okay, now, now have all the, you know, the cookies and the whatever that you, that you originally had off limits, but like slowly start reincorporating back, back into your life in a manageable way. And as you, are you going to feel stressed yet? Are you going to feel worried? Yes, you are. It's going to be part of the journey. But it's going to be, like we keep saying, it's going to be so worth it once you get there. Um, So if you can do it in a slow, manageable way, that's the best way to do it. (laughs) Yeah. And I I love that because it's like you don't even realize, honestly, until you're on the other side of it. Not even the other side because I I keep saying that, but it's really just down the line, right? Like there is no other side. There's no finished work. But when you're down the line, you're down the road in intuitive eating – you don't even realize how much space dieting and worrying about food in your body is taking up in your brain. Like your brain is being so commandeered by this diet culture idea that you don't even realize that once you let go of it, do you only realize like, oh, I have so much space to think about and do other things and, and truly work on relationships or spend time doing something for fun and stress relieving instead of stress inducing. So much of our brain power is tied up in how many calories does this have? You know, what do I have in the fridge? What can I eat? What can't I eat? What's that food? How many calories do I think that is? How big is that bowl? Like, can I go out to eat? What should I order off the menu? How can I make this healthier? Should I work out today? Should I do an extra lap? I mean, it's insane. And this is just off rattling off the top of my head. And I could go on all day, you know, of the things that are constantly being um, put into our brain. So I, I love that just slowly doing it in a manageable way over time, for sure. I mean, and what, what I feel like I would add to that is like a lot of times, when we get that obsessed with food and weight, it usually there's like a trauma or, or something negative that happened. And if you can spend all your time thinking about food and weight, then you never have to think about that trauma or that horrible thing that happened. Or, and so a lot of times it, Ooh, it, it yeah. turns into that too. And that's why, gosh, sometimes in these situations, when you find that food and weight are taking up your whole life, like obviously work with a dietitian, yep. but also work with a therapist. Ther- Therapists are so good at, figuring that out and helping you build skills in a way that a dietitian can't. Yeah. You know? Ooh, I have chills thinking about that. Like, what are you distracting yourself from? Mm-hmm. What is it that you actually need to focus on and work on that you're distracting yourself with, you know, counting or tracking? Ooh, that was good. Yeah. yeah. It's getting a little toasty <laughs> in here. I love that. Awesome. Um, Brittany, any last words you want to give us and, uh, let us know where we can find you and where people can work with you, um, and give us all the things. Of course, it'll all be linked down in the show notes as well. Yeah. So you definitely Instagram is my main platform, which you can find me at body positive underscore mom. I totally talk crap about Facebook, but I'm on Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) She's on Facebook as a business. I don't have a personal account. Okay. It's totally different. Uh, 
but I'm on there at, um, at Body Positive Mom. There's no underscore in that one. And then on my Instagram account, it has all the links to like my courses and anywhere else that you can find me. So awesome. Brittany, thank you so much for coming on. We so appreciate it. Yeah, thank you guys so much. You're so fun. And I love having our Midwestern accents. I'll just blend yeah, together. <laughs> I know it gets mine always gets super thick after I like talk to people on the phone who are from the oh, Midwest yeah. or whatever. So I'm sure that my husband will enjoy that the rest of the night. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, it's those mirror neurons, man. Um, yeah. Anyways, thank you, Brittany, for coming on um, as our first recurring guest. We freaking love you and love chatting with you. We always learn so much. And I let just love how much you're supporting moms out there. Definitely check her out, you guys. And thanks so much. And everyone, we will see you next Tuesday. See you later. Bye.